What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're going to cover a lot of ground on this edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube network, all presented by Stateside Vodka. We're going to cover enough ground to recap uh, the game against the Washington football team, lay out some scenarios and possibilities, and what if this happens, what will occur uh, when the Eagles get to Sunday uh, and they take on the New York Giants at home at the link. Somewhere in between all of those two bookends, Johnny Mac, is the Christmas holiday. Uh, and for the players, for the coaches, for the working members of the media, it's a little bit more defined because you're still going to work uh, on a daily basis. So let's start there uh, with the breaking news that came out today. Um, I don't know whether the COVID transmission uh, that's starting to make its way around um, the Eagles locker room is a byproduct of the game last night or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it is, but we'll see. I mean, the NFL has been pretty consistent in, in Dr. Alan Sills, who is the chief medical officer of the NFL, has, has continuously said, uh, as late as last week, there is no evidence of any on-field transmission uh, to this point of any variant uh, of COVID-19. Now, obviously, cases, if you're paying attention to the national news, are spiking across the country, not just in the NFL. You see it in the NBA, NHL, but society as a whole. Um, Eagles, uh, obviously, Head coach Nick Sirianni test positive today. Um, so he's going to be in quarantine. You know, it's going to be difficult timing for him to get back Sunday, I would think, unless you're talking about a false positive test. I mean, he reported symptoms. So remember, he's not asymptomatic. So he's going to have to test out of the protocol. It's going to be really difficult. He's going to do all his work virtually. The Eagles have scaled back all media to virtual. The entire NFL is scaling back from that perspective. Um, it's getting bad. Um, LaRaven Clark went on the reserve COVID. So he's the third third offensive lineman in, in recent days. Remember, Landon Dickerson and Andre Dillard were placed on the list before Washington. So that has nothing to do with Washington. Uh, LaRaven Clark, Nick Sirianni since, um, 
and we'll see as more players. Um, I think 15 New York Jets players went on the list today. They didn't play the Washington football team, though, so it's a problem. Um, you know, I did notice last night, Johnny Mac, and I just – what I noticed perhaps didn't mean anything at the time, but I did think about it as – the two coaches came together last night when the game had ended. And of course, of course, head coach uh, R- uh, Ron Rivera had a mask on. He had it on during the entire game. And Nick came over to shake his hand and Nick pulled up his his Eagles hoodie or turtleneck or whatever it was and kind of pulled it up over his mouth. And it was just an unusual look. Uh, to see, not that it ultimately meant anything, um, but it appears, I guess, that things are back, uh, back as part of daily conversation. Yeah, and and that's why the NFL changed their protocols because the the current variant uh, that is going around the country is uh, supposedly more contagious. And again, I'm not a doctor, but there's. Uh, reports out there that is 70% more contagious, so you can imagine, uh, but it is much less serious and as far as potential long-term effects. So um, that's why the NFL changed from no testing for vaccinated players uh, unless they report symptoms. Remember, if you're sick, they encourage you to report symptoms. That's what Nick Sirianni did today. He was tested and he tested positive. Um, and now the Eagles will move forward uh, for the New York Giants on a short week, as you mentioned, on a holiday week. And on top of it, now the head coach is quarantined in a hotel room. So he's got to do everything virtually. Um Remember, he's got his home set up in his office, uh, but he can't be at home because of his family. So even from that standpoint, um, the Eagles now have to set up his hotel room with all the accoutrements and so he can watch practice virtually, so he can have the virtual meetings. And if he's not able to go um, Sunday... Kevin Petullo is going to be the acting head coach of this team, which I think will surprise a number of people, but it shouldn't. As I was reporting um, way back in in the spring when Nick Sirianni got the job, this is his right-hand man, Kevin Petullo, and it manifested itself today. Now it's going to be a little different. Shane Steichen will call the offensive plays. Jonathan Gannon obviously runs the defense, but as far as being more of a typical CEO coach, if you think about it that way, Krause, that's what Kevin Petullo is going to be. Football 24-7 with John McMullen. Eagles get back to uh, par, get back to the Mendoza line, get back to even with that win over the Washington football team. Heard Brandon Graham uh, talking uh, on 94 WIP about the resiliency uh, of this football team, um, not making light of um, Washington's issues, um, but more, uh, more instead uh, proudly professing um, how well he thought Fletcher Cox played uh, in the game uh, last night, how well Jalen Hurts played after 
uh, a first quarter that was one to forget, uh, probably attributed to a lot of rust and a lot of time off. Um, but once they started rolling, that team was rolling for the rest of that game last night. Yeah, they took advantage of the situation. We talked about it all week on, on Birds 365, Football 24-7, wherever you saw me. I mean, this was, you know, you got to take advantage of the situation. And Garrett Gilbert is, um, you know, he was on the New England practice squad in, in, in Washington for a week, basically. And he's got to be thrown in the deep end of the pool and play a football game. It wasn't going to end well. Uh, he did keep were, his head up above the water, Johnny Mac. He, he did, did a good he, job. He yeah, did, he did a good job. He did. He certainly, tough kid, stood in there, took a beating. Uh, Fletcher Cox wrecked the game, as you mentioned. Very impressed by by the way that he handled the situation, but you know, they were very limited for what they could do. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen this week because the, they're going to face a New York giants team that is probably going to start Jake Fromm. And by probably, I mean, 90%, 95%. And they've had him for three weeks. Um, so a little bit more, but same type of situation. Look, it's not the Eagles' fault. Um, you play who's on the schedule, and who's on the schedule at this particular time are teams that don't have quarterbacks. And when you don't have a quarterback in this league, it's really difficult to to, to play consistently and win football games. You know, it's interesting. Um, you try and understand how everything is going to fall out. And now with the Giants on Sunday and then that game on January 2nd where you get the Washington football team again, you start to wonder now which game is going to be more meaningful. There's a lot of jostling. There's a lot of scenarios uh, that are going to play out. Perhaps the Eagles do control their own destiny, but perhaps they win out and don't get in anyway. Um, yeah, they could win. A, I mean, Minnesota controls its own destiny. So that's the team that if they win out, uh, they're in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, their schedule is much different than the Eagles schedule. They have the Los Angeles Rams this week. Um, really good football team. Even if they get by them, which in theory is possible because the game is in Minneapolis and Minnesota tends to be a very good home team. The next week, oh, by the way, they have the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, uh, who's going to be playing for the number one seed in the NFC, and it's probably the best team in football. It's a big difference between the New York Giants with Jake Fromm and the Washington football team with, you know, they'll probably have, one of their quarterbacks at least back by that point. But still, it's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's, it's Taylor Heineke. It's perhaps Kyle Allen. Um, so the Eagles have a much easier road from a schedule standpoint. And then you talk about Week 18. If the Vikings somehow get to Week 18, they have Chicago at home. That's a game they should win. Um the Eagles have Dallas at home. 
And that's the one difficult game for the Eagles if if the Cowboys have to play. Now, by that point, the Cowboys might not ha- have to play. It might be more important for them to rest players, to rest Dak Prescott, to rest Micah Parsons, to rest Demarcus Lawrence, to rest Teron Smith. If that's the case, and the third team in the mix is New Orleans, uh, who also has um, an easier schedule, I would describe it. They have Miami at home. Um but they've won six consecutive games, the Dolphins. Then they have Carolina and Atlanta, two NFC South foes. So winnable games, but they also have Taysom Hill playing quarterback. It's very hard for me to believe they've already won two consecutive games. So if the Saints win out, that would be five consecutive wins for Taysom Hill at quarterback. Call me crazy, but I'm playing the odds on that one. He's going to lose a game. Um, so I think from a schedule standpoint, the Eagles have the easiest road. But Minnesota has to lose one. And again, Rams, Green Bay, they're probably going to lose one. We'll get your thoughts uh, uh, towards the end of this broadcast uh, as we look ahead to uh, the Giants. I know even last week we talked about them a little bit here on football 24-7. We talked about Washington and the Giants, the next two games uh, on the schedule. We're through half of that. We're through the one game last night. There were a couple of cool things that happened last night. I thought uh, Devontae Smith made an unbelievable toe-tap uh, catch on the, uh, on the sideline. Uh, Greg Ward uh, with a great catch uh, in the end zone. Um, for his touchdown and Nick Sirianni with some praise in the post-game press conference, Johnny Mac, uh, for Jalen Rager. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was, uh, I said this on the post-game show on Jake and media YouTube channel, like share, subscribe, by the way, Krause. Thank you, Johnny. And <laughs> six uh, ABC.com. I, you know, the most impressive part to me from, from Jalen hurts was, Getting other people involved. I mean, since the Eagles shifted to this run first team and they've been great from a running perspective, the passing attack had been scaled back to Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, or nothing, basically. Um, and then we saw against the New York Jets, Gardner Minshew get a few more people involved. And you know, maybe that was a positive for Jalen Hurts to be able to sit back in that game and watch Gardner Minshew and say, okay, maybe I can get more people involved. And all of a sudden he's back on the field. Jalen Rager's getting some touches. Uh, Greg Ward's getting some touches. Quas Watkins. He got other people involved. It wasn't just the Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith show, although Dallas had a huge game and it would have been bigger if he, caught the two passes he dropped. Um, and Devontae, as you mentioned, had the big catch. Um, so, you know, you're just a better football team when you can move uh, uh, the football around. You can become uh, more unpredictable. You get uh, players' heads in the game, so to speak. You know, they know they're going to be involved. Um, 
I thought it was a real positive, the fact that he got other people involved in the offense. I saw big play Slay uh, tweet out Nick Sirianni having some fun with you in the press conference <laughs> last night. Well, on Nick, the, on, hey, on the correction the of, <laughs> explain By the that. way, well, I should have got fined because I know. But it wasn't Slay. I've never called Slay Darius because I know Slay likes to be called Slay. Um, but I'm not talking to Slay. So either way. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The, the, he was testing me about the two-point conversion, which was Baltimore, which, which I got right. But that's what the Eagles do, the Eagles coaching staff. Um. They like football. They watch football. They had extra days. They were watching football over the weekend. They saw Baltimore do that, and they wanted to to try it out. I thought it was interesting, and that's what I was sort of trying to get across for the fan base. And he admitted he saw it in the Baltimore game, and he wanted to try it out. Um, there were a couple other things he probably saw online today because it was all over the place. They had Devontae Smith lined up in line next to Jordan Mailata. It was an interesting visual. So, in essence, you had the 380-pound Jordan Mailata, obviously playing left tackle. Devontae Smith at the goal line at 166 pounds playing as sort of a tight end. Uh, they had Slay uh, on the offensive side of the football. They had Fletcher Cox lining up at defensive end. Um a lot of interesting tweaks because of the extra time the Eagles coaching staff put in there. Were they uh, were they one and done tweaks, or are they tweaks that potentially become more normal or more recognizable now? Well, I mean, you're not going to use Darius Slay a lot on the offensive side of the football. Uh, well, Fletcher, though. Fletcher had his maybe his strongest game of the year if you go by the number of times well his, his name was his name was called he did but uh, the vast majority of his time was still at his normal position he mm -hmm. just lined up outside a few times um and I think you'll probably see that continue um especially if they think they have an advantage uh and, and they can get him in a matchup they'd like. Uh, but so these are all not designed to be constant. You're trying to surprise the other team. In the case of Slay, it worked. Um, 
they got a lot of, you know, obviously Washington was like, what's going on here? We got to pay attention to Slay. Why is he out here? And it was able uh, to get some open space. And that's the goal of a play like that. Maybe you run it back and you get him the football. Who knows? But I do think it was interesting that you saw some tweaks and you saw one specifically with Baltimore. You saw them because of the two-day delay because they were watching football and they liked it and they put it in the game plan. Johnny Mac, I know that 24 to 48 hour period and maybe it's maybe it's really cut down to 24 because of the short week. Um, you always do a deep dive and you know across multiple platforms, whether it's the Eagles report on Philly Mag, um, your articles on uh, Sports Illustrated, um, wherever you're pushing out um, written content that reviews the game, um, you tend to have a, uh, a really good insight on something that played out that we didn't see. Um, and that's just from your great experience in terms of covering the game. Did you see anything last night in the football game that you didn't like? Um, I didn't. <laughs> I I don't. It's nitpicking, but I didn't like when the Eagles went ahead twenty to ten. Um, game should have been over, and the game was over, and that's why I say it's nitpicking. But the Eagles gave up that drive. Um, I think it was sixty nine yard drive, um, and they let Washington back in the football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. That was in the fourth quarter. So early in the fourth quarter, it was 20 to 17. Mm-hmm. Now, now go back to the first play, uh, the first big play of the game where Jalen hits Dallas Goddard and he drops the football. It goes off his heel. The Eagles actually got a break. It should have been a pick six. It was an interception. Uh, Washington would have taken it in for a touchdown the officials didn't see it on the field. Uh, ultimately, they saw it was an interception. Um, Washington was able to get the touchdown anyway, but things were much more difficult. My point is, when you're that close in a football game, anything can happen. And if the ball bounces the wrong way, like that off the heel of Dallas Goddard, all of a sudden the win turns into a loss. So I was a little disappointed with Gary Gilbert in the fourth quarter where things had calmed down. They knew they couldn't do certain things, and they still gave up the touchdown. That was a little disappointing to me. Avante Maddox with the big pass interference. Remember, this team's not going to drive 69 yards on their own. They needed a break. They needed a short field. Mm-hmm. like it was with the Goddard interception. And I call it the Goddard interception because it wasn't Jalen Hurts' interception, even though it's on his record. Avante, um, I think it was a 23-yard pass interference. And then DeAndre Carter got the big play on, on sort of the jet sweep. Um, and that was it. It was two plays, pass interference. Then they got caught with a little bit of undiscipline and bang, they're right back in the football game. So it's nitpicking, but that was a little disappointing. As we look ahead, Johnny Mack and start to look 
which won't be that long, actually, because of the short week and, of course, the Christmas week. Uh, the New York football giants, they come into town uh, on Sunday. How difficult will it be? How different will the offense be without Nick Sirianni on the sideline calling the plays? Well, you know, the Eagles went through this from the other perspective uh, a couple times uh, when Pat Shermer tested positive uh, before the Denver game. And it was, uh, I think Mike Shula took over the play calling. Um, and then before the, the first Giants game uh, is when the Giants uh, fired Jason Garrett. So you had a different shift uh, there as well. And I can, always t- I, I can only tell you what Nick said both weeks. It's always going to be different. Um, And he mentioned today, he and Shane work on the game plan. They work on the play calling during the week together. But in game, he's not there. Shane's doing it. So his mind's going to run a little bit different. And that's what Nick Sirianni said about Pat Shermer to Mike Shula, about Jason Garrett leaving. It's always going to be a little bit different when you have somebody else, and it's going to be a little bit different. Um, Shouldn't be drastic. You might not notice much, but it's going to be different. He's going to think different ways in different situations. So, And that's just natural. They're not carbon copies of each other. They're not replicants. I mean, they're different people. So, But it's the same offense with the same mentality. Um, but in a big spot, fourth and one, maybe he thinks a little bit differently. I know that there was some conversation in the press conference after the game about that tough love uh, from Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. What kind of relationship does Jalen have with Shane Steichen? Does he have a good relationship? Does he have a fluid relationship? Is he engaged with him uh, during the week? Do you, what do you see? What do you observe? Um, it's interesting because about, um, probably midway through the season, five, six weeks now, um, the Eagles, uh, moved Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach from the coaching box downstairs to handle, um, and communicate and and talk to Jalen Hurts between series so Shane could be freed up to do different things to talk um, to the whole offense, basically, and run the whole offense. And obviously, Nick's got to run the game. Um, and that seems to have been um, a, a success from the standpoint of Jalen is very, very close to Brian Johnson. I mean, He's known him since he was a kid um, back in Texas, uh, and and Brian recruited him uh, twice in college, not only when he went to Alabama, but when he was uh, transferring, he recruited him again. Um, so they're very, very close, and I think that has made Jalen Hurts more comfortable. Um, but I, I don't think it says anything about uh, – Shane Steichen's relationship with them other than um, 
you you try to make the player as comfortable as possible. And in the case of of the tough love, so to speak, look, that was a big mistake, and that was all on Jalen. Just like the first turnover, mm-hmm. none of it was on Jalen. Mm-hmm. All of it was on Jalen on the second turnover. Just poor ball security. And if you go back to when he was a rookie, there was a lot of that, a lot of that. And that was one of the things the Eagles were intent on correcting. And for the most part, he has done it. And he got back to some bad habits when he, on that particular play, and Nick wanted him to know about it. And, you know, Jalen himself confirmed that, um, you know, they're both the sons of coaches. And, you know, Jalen's dad coached him in high school. Um, Nick's dad obviously coached him in high school. Um, and they're a coaching family. And I believe the term Jalen used was, if you're a coach's son, you get it because you're going to hear about it. And I think there is a different type of athlete today. If you think about, you know, participation trophies and, uh, you know, only encouragement and everybody's doing a great job. If your dad's a coach, you get your, you know, what shoot out. And Jalen was used to it, is used to it and requested that Nick coach him hard. And he got coached hard and, he has no problem with that. No problem with that. He, in fact, he likes it. And then he flushes it away, John. Yeah. Well, that's the amazing thing about Jalen Hurts. Right. Because they, uh, you saw him walking by Nick Sirianni. I mean, nothing. This yeah. this guy has got – he is a flat line for a pulse, which, you know, some people might be frustrated by that. You see Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. You see him throwing a Microsoft surface, uh, losing his mind because he lose one game. The guy's got seven Super Bowl championships. He still doesn't want to lose a regular season game. Some fans gravitate towards that. But there aren't a lot of players that can show that kind of emotion and then reel it back in and play at the level of Tom Brady. You want a guy who's going to be calm and in, 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 in circumspect in all aspects, and that's, that's Jalen Hurts. So I always say as a young quarterback, typically Jalen does a 180. You know he's got all the intangibles. You know he's got the leadership ability. You know he's got the work ethic. Uh, you know he's got the mindset. And you don't know that about a lot of young quarterbacks. Uh the question is, does he have the top tier passing skills? And probably not right now, but doesn't mean he's he can improve. Doesn't mean he isn't improving. He's already improved significantly, and there's more room for improvement, and he can continue to do so. Good stuff from John McMullen on Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube network, all presented by Stateside uh, Vodka. Uh, Good recap on the win uh, over the Washington football team and a a nice look ahead to uh, the New York Giants who will be at the link uh, on Sunday. And so will John McMullen 
Uh, we'll check in with Johnny uh, right before uh, the game. That's going to do it for this edition of Football 24-7. Before uh, we say goodnight, don't forget Johnny Mack to like, like share, and subscribe. You caught me. I was reading a, a, a message because so many fluid things going on, but I caught myself, Krause. Like share subscribe and happy holidays i also have to say that to everybody yeah well done we do hope everybody all of our subscribers across the jacob media youtube channel uh consume our uh content i watched the birds 365 show this morning from back in april wow it was, time. it was great to go back and watch it a lot of that content out for all of our subscribers. Great stuff, Johnny Mac. Thanks a million uh, for what you do. And thanks to all of our subscribers for tuning in. As Johnny Mac said, happy holidays. See you next time, everybody. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime Checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.